Hey there, it's JVL on The Secret Show with Sarah Longwell today. We talked about this week's Republican debate and the enormous coordination problem that the Stop Trump movement, which isn't actually even really a movement, inside the Republican Party is having. Here's the show. The moderators were terrible, and I was watching people comment about how good Megyn Kelly was doing. Your buddy Eric Erickson was like, Megyn Kelly for all the debates, and I was like, Vivek Ramaswamy just said that January 6th was an inside job and everyone was just like, mm, mm, interesting position. It's just his opinion, man. It's just his opinion. That's just one guy on the stage running for president. Uh, and, you know, the fact, like, the fact that Chris Christie is up there dropping truth bombs. Oh, we're all like, yeah, go Christie. And then we realize actually Republican voters hate him. They're booing him while he's on stage. Like, and I'm watching people I love on Twitter being like, he, you know, look at Christie. This is what leadership looks like. And I'm like, these guys were running him out of the party. His unfavorables are above 60% in the party. Like, he has no place in it. Uh, and so I just, the idea of, like, this party is so gone. So gone. Uh, and I mean, we know that intellectually, but like the fact that these are what's left or what is there for, I, I, and I was... You know, I, you guys have heard me talk internally a lot or like on this show or whatever about how like I can't sort of help but root for Nikki. And I really am rooting for Nikki. And I would do anything uh, to have Trump not be the nominee and have it be her. That is like best case scenario. But still, I am just so disappointed in the quality and caliber of the people on the Republican ticket. Uh, they're not good. And I mean, boy, is Ron DeSantis unpleasant. Every Oof. time I have to listen to him or Oof. watch him, he sucks. I mean, I know that's, again, not a newsflash, but these I, debates, I, I'm done. I, I have a question for you. This is going to be, this is me asking leading questions with yep. my fantasy politics where Please. people's uh, political party affiliation is not determined by like a microchip with a bomb in it that was implanted in their brain at birth. So in a world where where people identify their political party by an issue matrix and cultural matrix of yeah. which thing they are closer to. Would you say that Chris Christie is closer to Donald Trump or Josh Shapiro? Josh Shapiro. Closer to Ron DeSantis or Wes Moore? Mm, DeSantis. Really? I think so. I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I, I think if you ask Chris Christie that question, he would definitely say Ron DeSantis. I think he would say Ron DeSantis. I don't think it's true. I think Russ Moore is more progressive than you think. Maybe. Chris Christie is more... Pro I mean, Chris Christie was the New Jersey governor. Like, New Jersey's a, you yeah. know, a lib state. He was a, a liberal Republican. My point is that Chris Christie is functionally a conservative Democrat. And he is much closer to being a conservative Democrat than he is to being a whatever the median... Republican is now and it's insane. I, I think that with our political realignment that these formerly moderate governors, especially, I mean, this is why Jeb Bush, Nikki Haley taken down the Confederate flag. Like there was a whole crop of these guys yeah. uh, who I think uh, they, instead of recognizing that who they were then now lines up better with being a conservative Democrat uh, have decided <clears throat> many of them to change who they are, including Chris Christie, up until pretty recently. Yeah. And and can I just... Let's just, let's just, just change. Why isn't he a Democrat? Why doesn't Chris... Why, why is it that there are 
tribalism. This no. is what my TED talk was about. It's about the tribe, I man. Rem- I remember that. But like during the Obama years, we had Dem- we had Zell Miller who flipped, right? Hell, during the Trump years, we've had a bunch of like, you know, low level, like the, the state senator or rep down in North Carolina who flipped from D to R. What, why is that? Why? Well, I don't understand why there aren't elected Republicans looking around saying, nope, I'm out. Because you know what? They could get votes in many cases from from Democrats. Like this is, I, I just, I don't understand it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, I just, I'm not going to have this, I don't have time to have this same fight again. No, we don't have to fight about it. I okay. just need to yell at the wind. Great. Uh, can I say one last thing about that? Because I was arguing in favor of the debates. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I wanted, that was like Tim's like refusing to watch it. I actually was surprised at how many people I saw not watch it where people are just like, I don't care. Yeah. Um, I was not surprised by that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, just for me, I still... I don't know. There, there are moments in our politics. I'm trying to, you know, as we muddle through where we're going, I feel like uh, we have to see what, you know, the undercard, the next generation, the people that if Trump chokes on a hamburger become, uh, you know, maybe potentially leaders of the party. It is illustrative of the state of the party. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It doesn't. It's not changing the dynamic. But if if you are like, hey, I would like the dynamic. Yes. It's uh, revealing the dynamic. And so it's still interesting. Look at another tab. I know what the dynamic is, but it can never hurt to have another look at another tapestry, which can provide you more details to deepen your understanding. Well, especially because it's 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 in kind of a flux all the time. Right. Right. It's not a static state. And so it's 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 interesting to see these things. However, I did watch that debate and think. So Christie's yelling at these other guys and I like sort of correctly in an objective sense that they're not attacking Trump. They're not willing to say it. But then I was like, what is the net effect of this debate? You know, there's this Wall Street Journal poll that came out yesterday and yesterday, the day before, I can't remember. And it had it. Uh, it was a national poll. It was a, and it was the Wall Street Journal's poll. And then it's good pollsters. Trump at 59. Hmm. And the headline, the headline was Nikki Haley moves into second place. Uh, <laughs> so Trump's at 59, Nikki's at 15, and DeSantis Ooh. is at 14. Ooh. Now, I'm not great at the maths, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. it's not hard to know if you add Nikki and Ron together, mm-hmm. 15 and 14. You get almost half of 59. You get almost half of 59. Uh, and so... Uh, and if you add them together and then multiply it by two... Right, you double it. Then you are only a little bit behind fifty nine. That's right. It's, just, it's like within the margin of error at that point. But you're right. So, so like, all we have to do is add them together and multiply yeah, by two, Sarah. That's right. It's so simple. And and let me give you one better. If we add them together and square their number, then they are they shoot way out into the lead. Yeah, that's good. I uh, like that. I think that pretty simple from here. Straightforward from here. So my. I guess my um, my thought about the, these debates where they are attacking each other. What does that do other than say to people, oh, yeah, Nikki Haley's not great on trans stuff. Uh, oh, yeah, Ron, you know, is kind of like when Christy was putting him in the hot seat on like, is he fit or is he not fit? And Ron just like looked like he couldn't answer the question. And it was like a bad moment from every all it is serving to do actually is say. Like in, I, I, I realized 
that there was like a little bit of a flaw in what I was arguing to Tim, which is, I, I it is still true. Like, yes, it is like somebody is going to be the singular alternative to Trump ultimately. And like, that is going to be a story and watching that unfold is important. But then I, on the other hand, these, these debates, they're just exercises in all of these people destroying each other while Trump gets stronger mm-hmm. in that pursuit of second place. And so they are actually not helpful, not no. useful. Do you remember back uh, in the early days of this coronation when there were a class of people who said either that absolutely Trump would wind up having to debate because he would just have to because no, that we know, knew was wrong. We never know, thought that we didn't say that. I'm just saying there were people out there and then there was another class of people out there again, not not us who were saying that, oh, well, if, if he doesn't, it will really hurt him. And we we said from the get go, this is wrong. Of course, he won't show up. There's no need for him to show up. He will do better by not showing up. Totally. And because he's not there, they'll be forced to defend him, not attack him. We were right. Well, yeah, I think part of what I'm saying about the the alternative dynamic with them is that like there, there was necessary to have these undercard debates because people needed the exposure to like have somebody emerge. Right. But like they diminish in their utility as we go on because now they're just tearing each other down they know trump's not going to be there and like what was chris christie it's not it it, i mean no it is like 2016 right great chris christie you've you've hurt ron and you've hurt nikki great what's the alternative though again i'll devil's advocates for a second so let's pretend that thanos style i snap my fingers and everybody except for nikki disappears so we have our one-on-one race. In uh-huh. fact, we get our one-on-one race right now. Yeah. What What would make that a real race? Like I actually don't think that makes any difference, right? Like how do, so then she shows up at a, 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 the next debate with an empty podium and like she just talks? Like how No, so here's Okay, so this is how I think it would work. Let me play a little fantasy politics, but also okay. like I kind of think this is how it would work. So Nikki's the only alternative to Trump. So Trump gets a bump. So Trump's up around 65. Uh, but let's say she's cracking 30. Okay? In a primary. Okay. Let's I say mean, she's she, cracking 30. Let's. She could, in theory, get to 30 nationally. If yeah. If she was just the two of them. If it was just the two of them, right? So let's say that this is my most optimistic case. She might not get case. to 30. She might not. But she, let's right. say, she, I'm trying but, to pitch sure. you the most optimistic case. So she cracks 30 and... She's getting all the headlines. So one of the ways in which right now there's like an embed with each of the campaigns, right? But it's hard right now for Nikki when she goes out and does a town hall or whatever. There's maybe 90 people come, you know, and you can't. uh, You can't like she can't do she's not going to show big momentum with that if she's the only person right and people kind of tune in there's there's a ton of republican primary voters who tune in and also let's say she's getting big crowds in new hampshire she's polling real close in new hampshire everybody's interviewing her all of a sudden she's all over the place she is both and there's a there's a bunch of people who are invested in not being not being publicly anti-trump but want to elevate somebody who is or elevate an alternative 
And so there's a bunch of incentives to to boost her prospects, get her all over TV channels. So like, I just think. But what's her message? Uh, well, so this and this is, is problem, this, right? well, if this it's is a one the other on one, thing. Like, what is her message to the the sixty percent who want? It's, you got a gold watch, the guy. He was a good president, but you cannot have these two old men. We need a new. We need uh, you know, a new future. And I also think she can. Um, say like she does say this now and i think she can lean harder on this is like aren't you tired of the chaos that both trump and biden bring don't you want and like i don't i I, like it a lot of it depends on how good she is at delivering that message uh i think so far you know i have been more impressed with her, her although i gotta say as much as i'm pissed at chris christie his raw political talent's really high he is just he is well he's a he he speaks clearly and with conviction and i don't immediately hate him when he's talking more prosecutor than politician when he's yeah yep yeah i think that's right uh uh i don't know that i mean part of the problem with so yes you could try old but i don't think that that is something that trump voters are going to respond to uh the chaos i think they certainly won't respond to because they like the chaos and uh-huh. They want the chaos, and what they want is more chaos. No, I think that's and right. So I think that's right. Return to normal is like, like you know, what I'm saying this is, so. This so why, like, I don't wait, know what she. Hold on, let me ask you one them. more thing. Well, yeah, let me just ahead. throw one more thing into the mix on this potential scenario, which is one on one. Trump starts to engage her. Okay, Trump, mm-hmm. like in a way that he's sort of not now. Now, let's say in doing so, I don't know. He like. I don't know what the thing he could do that would, but he will start to do things Say that will Say something pu- racist? Well, as I know. This and racist, then go sexist, up five horrible. More points. <laughs> <laughs> this is the problem. I know, I know, I know. I, know. Uh, I just, there's, there's, there's opportunities like to move, to like, I don't know, find cracks in things. Um, Not if you don't want to risk. I mean, if, if she goes to one-on-one, one on one and in the thirties, I'm just saying people will take you more seriously than just like in. fifteen. The, yeah. But here's what I'm saying is that I don't. Th- I think at the one on one, in order to have even a small chance, you have to push all your chips to the center of the table and be willing to end this campaign as the end of your career within Republican politics. Yeah, because if you think if you don't burn the boats. If you think, great, I got to number two, but I do have to make sure I don't end from this without everybody hating me, then you are not going to be able to attempt to take his voters from him. Yeah. And that's so what this you have is to right. Do. No, she is going to have to go hammer and tong at him. And maybe she, it's not in the way that we want, right? Maybe it's not in the, no. the Chris Christie way, but but you have to be willing to to aggressively attack him in an attempt to take votes from him. Which may not be possible anyway, right? Maybe it's possible, maybe it's not. But I don't think she has shown any willingness anywhere since, honestly, the last time she showed a willingness to do that was when she endorsed Marco Rubio in the run-up to the South Carolina Uh primary in 2016. Yeah. Since then, she has never shown any willingness to jeopardize, like, the, you know, Nikki Haley, future Nikki Haley from being welcome within Republican politics. And so if that's going to continue, I think it ultimately doesn't matter. Yeah, I do wonder, though, too, if she's running directly against Trump, she might see a thing or two that changes how she thinks about the party. Uh, 
and her future in it. I don't know. I just she's seen all the same stuff we've seen. She knows the school. No, I, I here's the thing. I am convinced. I am convinced that the I say I say this all the time. The Mike Pence running, Chris Christie running. Uh, I mean, Chris Christie has sort of like a theory of the case, but I think these guys spend so much time at AEI conferences and there's a self-selecting problem. Like the people who come to see Nikki are these like moderate uh, suburban women. And, uh, you know, like she doesn't, she's not living at Trump rallies. And I think they have a distorted view of the party. I think they genuinely don't really understand what's happening be nice if that got fixed uh listen we're starting to run short on time i would like Can we to just talk, talk about, about the, the jmr yeah J-Mart piece. so uh john the martin has a piece in politico <laughs> today <laughs> headlined uh where are all the anti-trump republicans and this is a sarah longwell special i was wondering if he spoke with you for it or not <laughs> um because you don't appear in the piece i'm not in the piece but what uh, i took this as was yeah. basically him assigning you another job because you need more jobs mm-hmm. yeah and saying uh here's the problem there's no coordination among former trump yeah. officials these guys haven't gotten together nobody yeah. quite knows what to do which to me is a sign that somebody from the outside needs to simply take on that task of pulling them all together yeah and that i don't know that there's anybody else in america i would trust as much as i trust you so, yeah. Uh, can you go do that, please? Yeah. I. Yeah. Hey, man. Trump officials against Trump. Uh, we're we're on it. Um, here's the thing. What was so this piece? Uh, is it's like it is like he took it out of my head. This is like yeah. the thing that uh, straight up. Uh, you know, his, his the the overarching thesis is really the the quote from Martin Luther King that I like so much, which is it is not. The attacks from my enemies, but the silence from my friends uh, that like will really do the damage. Uh, And Mattis in there. So he's got Mattis in there quoted saying that it is not okay for generals to express preferences in elections. I these are like me throwing my computer out the window moments. And I, I got to say, there's something about the generals, people who have both offered to die for our country, as well as asked other people to die for our country, uh, who, for whom democracy and its defense or America and its defense is their sworn oath and life's purpose and work, suggesting that they ought not say hey, worked for this guy, pulled orders off his desk and threw them in the trash because we weren't going to do them because they were insane. Uh, and he won't tell the American people what he saw. So <laughs> I I think it's slightly more complicated than that. Uh, because in general, I think we don't want generals in general. We don't want generals uh, or military people weighing in on civilian politics hold on though that sorry sorry not to interrupt but i'll just Mm say if he had just been a general i might agree with that but he went to work for donald trump ding 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 so my my point here is that uh 
we don't want General Jim Mattis to give us his opinion. We want Secretary of Defense yes, Jim Mattis to that's give right. us his opinion. That's that, right. That is the difference here. He right? took a political post. He 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 is not like some right. officer somewhere who served, you know, like some job at the Pentagon and never saw the president, but like is but, here to tell us, like Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a we're not. We're not resting on his valor. We we want Jim Mattis to say something for the exact same reason that we want uh, Christian Nielsen to say something. Uh-huh. Right? It has nothing to do with military rank or status or anything like that. It has to do with employment status at a first person level within the administration. That That is it. And that's why I think if you don't make it like generals against Trump, but it's like Trump appointees against Trump. Trump officials. And I'm sorry. Like, so Jim Mattis, does it mean that you can't speak because you were once a general? Well, that's fucked up. That doesn't mean anything, right? You like, that's a weird thing, right? Having been a general means you're never allowed to express, uh, views about what you've seen. That, that doesn't sound right to me. Um, so while I agree in general with the idea of military people, not in, you know, getting enmeshed with politics, I don't think that's what this is. Yeah. In fact, his status as a former military man is incidental. Incidental. And and he, he made that choice when he went to work for Trump. Yeah. And look, and to say, and I went to work for him because I thought that there was value in serious people being in those jobs. Cool. That is when you made your choice to be, to get into politics and make an impact. So now this sounds to me like an excuse Yes. For not speaking up. And, you know, Kelly was his chief of staff. And Kelly, frankly, you know, obviously he has said something. Um, But so all of these people, but there's those aren't the only Trump officials. Like there's Trump. There's a whole body of Trump officials. um, And look, some of them are Mark Esper, whatever, but they are not coordinated. Like his point in the piece was and, and, and this is always true of these coalitions and having been part of some of these coalitions, like there's real truth to the fact that like a lot of times you hate some of the other people in the coalitions you think that they've done a bad job or you don't like how they're handling the discussion and uh and i think that's like that's fair uh but in this case uh this is not just you don't have to like be in a coalition with them forever uh you don't even have to do anything with them other than other than all say something all say something. You know, if I, it's okay if you don't have to. And together. You yeah, have to say to, it together. At the same time, and you have in a to chorus. Yeah. Use it, right? You have to have a That's plan right. as to how you're a going plan. to use the thing. You're, you can't just say it to a reporter. That's meaningless. That's what right. What you have to do is say, our statement is a tool. How, how, what situations and in what ways can we apply this tool to give maximum leverage over the electoral outcomes? Hey, Sarah, do you know there's, there's actually more of the show? Oh. Yeah. There is? How much more? There's more. so much more. All of the more. It goes on for hours. If people want to get the rest of the show, you, you know what they have to do, right? I think they have to go to Bowler Plus. Do they have to subscribe? What do they yes. have to do? Yes, they have to pay us money. Oh. Good. Pay that man his money. And go uh, to thebulwark.com and subscribe to become a member of Bulwark Plus. All the good stuff's on the other side. Bye. <laughs>